Today's episode is episode 210 and today's episode is called Serious Uselessness. Today's episode I'm going to talk about and explore around this reality of pursuing intellectual questions, fundamental questions about your life, pursuing that in the modern day world when faced with a reality that what you're doing is perceived as useless by society at large. When you look at the institutions, when you look at the way people operate in the world when it comes to the intellect, when it comes to education on a mainstream level, there's a feeling of what you're doing by pursuing fundamental questions about your life is useless. It's a luxury and it's it's not going to get you anywhere. Today I'm just going to talk about how just how that's a it's a difficult space to live in, but it's also a space where I think it's worth pursuing and I think even at a society level, there needs to be a space like this. We don't need, we, we can't lose this entirely because without real depth to your thought or without a willingness to, to go deeper on things, we're always going to be scratching the surface level at society level and I don't think that's a good direction for civilizations to go down. And I don't think it is happening. I think there's always going to be a level of people who are taking fundamental questions about life seriously. But I guess I just want to talk about, in this episode, I want to describe how this experience is, it can be challenging, it can be very challenging to to live like this. And I just want to talk about it from my perspective that what I do with this podcast and with writing books I put a lot of energy into this I put a lot of heart and soul into this and there's kind of like a split in me that I know how to behave in in the environment I'm in I know what's expected of me but the more I do what I'm doing here the more there's a split there there's there's a there's conflicts there where I know I want to I want to pursue this path further, but it's it's trying to figure out how does that look like in a world where I don't know a lot of people operating like this in society at large. So I do have friends where I can talk openly and have interesting conversations with them, but in public spaces. I don't see this so much. I don't see an openness in people and a willingness to ask fundamental questions of life, to not be afraid of that. So the book Last in Thought, again, I'm going to refer to some quotations in that book that helped me to describe what I'm talking about in this episode. So it's mixing the serious. So she describes Zena in the book, she describes serious as a virtue. And... I think taking what you're doing seriously, it's fundamental because 
if you're only seeing ideas as something on a page that has no impact on your actual day-to-day -day life, then that's what's going to happen. It's not going to have any impact in your day-to-day -day life because you're not going out into the world and viewing the world through those ideas, seeing where, where is the truth in some of these ideas you're reading. She described in this book uh, a woman, Dorothy Day, she was a journalist and anarchist, I think, as well. Uh, I think she converted to Catholicism. She converted to Catholicism at some stage as well. But she described how or Dorothy Day, how she would go out into the world and she would actually see the things that were being described in the book. So for her, it wasn't just ideas on a page. It was actually descriptions of reality that she was going out and actually witnessing then in the world. So, so some quotes from this. So, so she said, It is the virtue of seriousness that permits our thinking and learning to shape our moral lives and our lives with others. Without it, intellectual life risks being superficiality, conformity and complicity with evil. So she's described that very well there, that without taking your inquiries seriously, nothing will change on the surface of your life. You'll just stay at the surface and you'll just be pulled into the modes of operating by other people and just more susceptible to just the kind of different layers of brainwashing that goes on in society. So seriousness, taking it seriously is important and I, I find it challenging because it's it's almost easier not to take it seriously because there's a fear of standing out, there's a fear of being judged as different to others that can stop you from taking things seriously but I don't I, I feel like that's kind of a purgatory stage where you know there's more there's more to your life and you, you can grasp things better if you pursue this with a bit more seriousness I guess you're afraid though, because it, it it does actually change your reality. There's a fear there. There's a fear of being judged as different and other. But I think what's missing from from that awareness is, so you're choosing between something that's difficult. It it's difficult to put yourself in the position where you can be perceived as being other and being different to other people that's an unsettling feeling but the alternative is to remain at the surface of life living other people's worlds playing it safe which I don't think is actually a better alternative because in that experience there's more of a sense of going through the motions, each day is very similar, life is very known and, and limited, whereas with uh, taking your intellectual inquiry seriously, there's so much unknown to that, and it also feels realer, for me anyway personally, it feels more real because there's a good amount of feeling also, so it's not just my analytical mind, there's a, I'm led more by my intuition and feeling on things and making sense of my own world. So that reality feels real to me, whereas the other reality feels more like the 
the reality just constructed by the collective that is isn't really of my my making it's it it, it just it, it feels more at the surface and there's more binary rules in my head too when i think of of that there's less kind of fluidity there At some point in this book too, she talks about how pursuing your intellectual inquiries with seriousness. The seriousness is that you're open to letting it change you and change your life and change how you relate to other people. Without that, you can be led to more knowledge for the sake of knowledge and just getting that satisfying feeling that you know more than other people. I had more of those feelings within my years in the education system. There's a sense of being smarter or knowing more. It was satisfying to, to know that you knew things. But this isn't what we're talking about though when it's, when it's pursuing intellectual inquiries. That's more tied back to exchanging I guess knowledge it's kind of you're using knowledge within the social system political system knowledge is more consumed and it's something you barter with people with that you you know something and you barter with them according to the, your knowledge So she had another good quote here then when she talked about the uselessness part here. So if intellectual life is not left to rest in its splendid uselessness, it will never bear its practical fruits. Likewise, the struggle for a just society is worthless if it casts us the fruits of our justice. So this refers to... Well, my interpretation of this is... is the uselessness part here is that you are exploring bigger questions of life that society on an economical and political level deem as useless and unworthy of our time and attention. But when you ask yourself the deeper questions of life, there's more thought that needs to go into it. There's more energy and struggle and actual intellectual growth and development that goes into that, that then the practical fruits from that is that in contrast then when you're tackling challenging questions on a consistent basis then the intellectual challenges you also have in society in your job and different things they're a bit more manageable than if you were never asking yourself bigger questions of life because you're training your, your brain you're training your intellect to grapple with problems that there's no concrete clear-cut answer to that other people can't give you because of that you're training your intellect to persist and to value i guess the focus it's valuing the focus it's you really start to realize how important focus is and how if you weren't asking yourself bigger questions of life and taking this seriously then you wouldn't notice how 
damaging things like social media and things that just distract you all the time are to your capacity to think for yourself and to think clearly and to have clarity of mind and the value inherent in that. So then, the final two pieces here I want to talk around. She described education in a good way and teaching in a good way, in a way that, that I, I found was, was insightful. So she said, education begins from the assumption that students are capable of taking responsibility for their own learning and that they are naturally motivated, even driven within the pursuit of fundamental questions. That assumption is based on nothing other than the simple humanity of the student and the student's free choice to take up an education. So I think that's a problem in society at large today. Education is kind of seen as something that is done to us, that, that we need to learn certain things to get on in the world, to be socialized, to get a job. The assumption doesn't seem to be that children, people, naturally are curious and they want to learn about the world and they've got this desire and hunger to actually have knowledge about the world. I think, judging by my own experience, that is within me, that drive to, to know more and to learn and to, to do something in my life, to create something. But it can be easily covered over when you've got misunderstandings around what education is to you. I know for a certain portion of my life, I, was, I wasn't reading books outside of school because I hated, I kind of hated books, to be honest. I only saw books as something that you, you were told to read and you regurgitate for an exam. And that, that was the extent to my interest in books. I think maybe French was the exception with languages, but any other subject, though, I, I didn't have an interest in going above and beyond and trying to understand it further because I didn't, I guess, because it, none of it felt driven by fundamental questions about life. I think my experience of education would have been a lot different if I had a sense that the, the, the education system was there to help you develop your intellect and help you to ask bigger questions of life because that was something that was always within me, this desire to ask big questions of life and to take it seriously, to follow that, to see what comes of that and see what I can create from that. But I didn't have that outlet. And I think it's tied back to that assumption that within the system, it doesn't seem to be assumed that that, that, that humans have this desire to want to learn. It seems more to be assumed that they don't want to learn, but they have to learn to get out in the world. That's what I would boil it down to. And it's it's, it's sad that things are like that. I feel. And then the practice was called teaching, or that practice was called teaching, and it consists in the person-to-person transmission of the habits of mind that underlie all serious thinking, reflection, and discovery. I liked how she alluded to the habits of mind, because it's habits, it's the habits of mind that will help you develop your intellect. So some of the habits I, I would see is to be able to have guiding questions in your life, to put a question out there and not simply forget about it every day, but to have a, a question out there that you know you're led by and you're doing your work based on some of these questions. Another thing would be valuing focus. So over the years, it's incremental steps. I've noticed that I've, over the years, I've 
piece by piece eliminated distractions according i think some of that ties to working on your psychological emotional issues through therapy or through different mediums that can help you to explore that i found that in my life that the more i've worked on psychological issues the things that were distracting me some of them seem to just fall away as a byproduct of that because when I don't think willpower works in the long term, so if I'm willing myself to cut out distractions, it works for a very short amount of time, in my experience, before that comes back into your life again. Because it's really, I think you have to delve deeper into what's the actual emotional, psychological issue. And you can do that by going to someone, talking to someone, or finding some mode of therapy that'll help you to work on that. I found that is more leads more to transformational change. It's, it's actually something that's changed and you're not going to revert back to the same habits again so easily. So the habits of mind, it's, it's, it's realizing in your mind that it, the focus is really important. And something I've been developing on for a while, it, it ties back to the seriousness. There, there has to be an element of you taking this seriously. I get very frustrated with myself that I put in work into what I do and in some settings I kind of feel like I just revert to a state of mind where what I do isn't important, who I am isn't important, I just, um, I, I, I'm just supposed to be here and, and just kind of go through the motions with everybody else. I've been very frustrated with that, it's something that I don't have a clear cut answer to but it's something I am focusing on working on because I'm tired of that. I don't think that's the way my life needs to be necessarily, but it's the, it was the habits of mind that were ingrained in me that worked against me for a large part of my life that I'm looking to undo and unravel and make sense of and find my own flow with it as well, because it's not a clear-cut answer. And then one of the last things I want to mention here, it comes back to the student. She said, as helpless as a natural lover, lover of learning faced with a series of straight A's. So she said that in reference to something else, but that sentence in particular resonated with me. It's, uh, I think she was talking about it in terms of that becomes intoxicating to a student when it's the, the end becomes the means then. So when they get the series of straight A's, they're actually more focused on getting the A's than the, the actual learning. And, and I think she was talking about it in terms of a book where there was two girls growing up in poverty and they saw education as the route out of there into the middle classes and to have a better life. And the love of learning, even if they had a love of learning to begin with, it was gradually, it was it was kind of beaten out of them with the carrot and stick method where they were so focused on the end goal that they'd just forgotten the love of learning. I can resonate with that in a different, slightly different way. I can remember when I was very young in like uh, primary school, I used to get like straight A's and uh, after a while I I didn't like that because it made me kind of stand out you know, as like a geek or a swatter. Uh, I didn't particularly like that and I, I so my love of learning kind of dissipated. I was so focused on, on the A's and then not wanting to, to really be a straight-A student, so I'd just kind of be in the mean, the average, and just kind of feel like I fit in. My my education, that scenario actually taught me to focus more on the social setting 
and fitting in than it did on the love of learning. So that's that's a sentence that resonated with me there, the, the straight A's thing. But there are the main things I wanted to cover today. Serious uselessness. It's it's this it's just accepting that in the eyes of society what you're doing is deemed as useless, at best a hobby. But you the person who's actually doing it, if you you might have this conflict where you feel like, no, actually what I'm doing it feels more real than than quote unquote real life does out there. So I'm tired of me seeing this as useless and worthless that I want to, as I pursue this further, I'm going, there's going to be more layer of taking this seriously and seeing that as a virtue, actually taking what you're doing seriously. And I have an inclination that like the more you, you take it seriously in the, in the extent that you're willing to recognize your reality and recognize the importance of the reality that you're building, that maybe in the eyes of the people who you sense that they might be seeing what you're doing is useless. I think as you feel into your reality as something that's that's that feels healthy, feels grounded, you take those people less and less seriously over time as you see how blinded they are and how hypnotized they are by things. Because again, I, I haven't met someone who has been really working on being conscious with their life and working through their psychological issues that has judged what I'm doing as useless. Or there's a, there's like a... I just, from my experience, whenever I've met someone with a bit of substance to them, they already have some bit of understanding of why you do what you do and why it's useful, why it matters. I guess they're the people that, that they're focusing, they have more of a focus on what really matters in their life so it's it's easier then to, when you meet someone who's also operating like that, where they're trying to focus on what actually matters. There's a mutual understanding at some level there. So yeah, it's a it's a, it's a challenging process, but I wanted to describe that again today because I found some of this stuff in the book. The last and taught by Zena Hits was was useful again. Serious uselessness. An interesting title. So that's it. Thanks again for listening, and I will speak to you on the next episode.